And I'm Natalie Mills. And you are listening to The Lumpy Mother, the podcast where we show up for our kids by showing up for ourselves or, well, doing the best we can to show up for ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) We are not experts. We're just two best friends and moms who love learning and laughing together. I have an eight-year-old daughter and three sons who are eight, six, and two. And I have two kids. I have a three-year-old daughter and a one-year-old son. So if you want to know that you're not the only parent who counts playing in the rain as a shower, (laughs) you know, it is quite refreshing, (laughs) then I have good news for you. You have come to the right space. So as a reminder, we've kind of said this last few episodes, but we are changing things up a little bit for this summer. So yeah. Yeah. So we're shortening, (laughs) shortening our episodes to 30 minutes. Um, I think it's just a little easier to handle, especially for us busy moms out there. And additionally, you know, each time we'll have a yes or no or a hello. And that's, yeah, but just one each. It's going to be great. (laughs) Keep it simple. It is. It already is. (laughs) So if you like what you hear or you don't like what you hear and you want to share or if you want to share a fun fact that you think we're going to enjoy or even a story, um, tell us about it. Email us at lumpymotherpodcast at gmail.com. Yes, we love hearing from you. And in fact, we had a listener email um, from Courtney. Yes. Courtney is a friend of mine. She's amazing. She has the best hair. Amazing. Oh, that's also amazing. Yeah. (laughs) It starts, hey, ladies, I am loving your podcast. I am not a mom, but I just love listening to women support each other, no matter their stage or status. Um, And I had some comments on the depression topic Sarah shared. And I can't agree more. And I'm about women supporting women. And Mm -hmm. I'm so glad that that is is, um, coming across in the podcast. Absolutely. That's something I love about our friendship and our support and feel like we're each other's personal cheerleaders. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. Everyone needs people like that in their lives. Yes. Um, As she briefly, as Sarah briefly mentioned, I think it is vital for everyone to understand that depression manifests itself differently in each person who struggles with it. And no one chooses to be depressed. Hear that again. No one chooses depression i love just reading that helped me feel better um because it's it's so nice to hear it from other people yes because sometimes you can tell yourself something over and over and over Mm -hmm. and doesn't resonate until it's like confirmed (laughs) then she continues frequently we have been taught to point out things we should be appreciative or grateful for in order to fight or almost treat depression i am not a mental health professional And I understand the sentiment. However, I think this is a dangerous thing to teach because it implies that we are the sufferer. We, as the sufferers, are doing something to cause the depression and that it can be fixed. In my opinion, this likely worsens depression due to Mm -hmm. the anxiety and pressure of trying to ignore it or make it go away by doing all the tricks such, you know, exercise, eat well, take medicines, choose to be happy, etc., which do not always work. 
They are great tools, which I advocate for, but in the situations where they don't work for the sufferer, it adds to the weight and struggle. Yes. Yes, girl. Uh, Yes. I wrote back to her and I was like, yes, thank you. It's like um, you have the depression, which is like an infected cut, and then you have blisters on top of it. Like you're adding (laughs) blisters to it instead of neosporin. Um, All right. I have to work on my <laughs> my analogies, but uh, I like it. I, yeah, I was proud of myself. I think it's cute. Um, I just think that's such an excellent point. Thank you, Courtney, yeah, Courtney so much. Thank you so much for writing in and saying that. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just um, so on point. It is. And yeah. I like how she's very like clear on the nuances. I think depression always already carries a lot of mm-hmm. stigma. Um that weighs it down and so it's important to be so super clear about what it is and what it's not yeah yeah so that yeah maybe we can help people perfect so, yeah do you have any rewinds just that i'm fe- been feeling better i've had a couple days Good. that were a little hard but generally i'm doing okay so um that's yeah, awesome feeling good Yes, I think my, it helped talking about it on the podcast. Oh, totally. And releasing yeah. it, maybe hoping it resonated with somebody and helped them feel less alone, yeah. which is what we're here to do. So, no, I think that's totally a great point. Um, yeah. My rewind is that I think the baby thing was a phase, and I think it's over <laughs> with. So. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, I think I'm good. <laughs> that's okay. I know that's, that's Maybe it good helped news for you, for you to talk through it, too. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yes, I get all the Natalie time yeah. I can have without interruptions from adorable children and kind husbands that, that I have nothing against. They're just not Natalie. Yeah, so. that's so funny. <laughs> all right, what are you doing today for yours? Okay, so um, my... Yes, I decided this is kind of not that my parents didn't teach me to be resilient, but I do think uh, growing up and for parents today, people say, what do you want for your kids? And and mm-hmm. it's I want them to be happy. And yes. now there's nothing wrong with happiness. Uh, I yeah. think that's positive emotion. But I have since come across different people and I agree with the sentiment that instead of about your kids being in a state of happiness, I for me, I want it to be about helping them build resilience mm. because there's going to be hard things in life. In fact, to some degree, I th- think um, happiness can only be defined by its opposite. Insideness. Yeah. You know, because I mean, if you're happier all, all the time and you, you don't have a comparison, it's almost yes. you almost can't comprehend no, I love what this it, point. What it is itself. Yeah. Well, I always um, hate the like, um, just do what makes you happy. And like nothing makes me angrier than that saying because, mm-hmm. you know, Jeffrey Dahmer it, <laughs> eating people made him happy. <laughs> and I and so I just feel like I don't think that that's a really great base to live off of. I think like, you know, yeah, I want my kids to be happy, but I also want them to be kind and mm-hmm. compassionate. Like and sometimes being compassionate is going to be hard. It's not just about like, you know, I, I don't know. It's yes, so I love this topic. I'm is. so or, excited or for like you to talk about it. Accomplishing your goals means that you're going to have to yeah. have some impulse control and emotional regulation yes. and, and lots of things. Or even like, I feel like happiness yes. can too often be 
uh, too often correspond to to uh, satisfying impulses that aren't actually healthy in the long run. And it's, oh, it's, it's such like, it's a, a great much way more to complicated yeah. than just happiness. Um, and I, I think it. that I don't think that parents who are like, I just want my kids to be happy. They're probably just not overthinking it as much as I am right now. They're just like, like maybe maybe they no. need more of a state of, of fulfillment. Like they have a job that yeah it creates this this warmth in their you know. Um, no, I, but um, yeah. another thing I don't I don't particularly love about this phrase is um, what something that Kelsey, my friend, who I often talk mm-hmm. about, um, they taught me in our life coach sessions, which is it's there's just such a spectrum of emotion and i think you mentioned this too there's like a sheet you can find yeah. all the different kinds of emotions emotion and wheels happiness I think is only one called. of them yeah and i don't think a fulfilled life consists of just just one of those i think it's mm-hmm. well-rounded and i also going back to what you were saying about compassion which goes hand in hand with empathy is it's not always going to feel good mm-hmm. and, and in fact it requires you to some degree to understand the sadness someone else is experiencing to yeah. have that empathy. And then again, if we want to get more into up there, there's a line with that where you don't want to be so codependent that you take it on mm-hmm. because then you're bringing on their emotion and making it about yourself instead of true empathy, which is like being there for that person. Yeah. So yeah. It's more, so much more nuanced <laughs> emotion. It is. Um, and so, and also as I've, been thinking more on how to work with my kids to help them build resilience, I realize how much every obstacle I come across Mm -hmm. is about me learning how to work through my emotions Uh. and be more resilient with my impulses. Yeah. Like, and so, um, wait, there's one more point I wanted to make before I get into that part. Um, so basically what resilience is, ends up coming down to, and this is taken from Dr. Becky, who you know I love. Uh, yeah. She's a psychologist um, on Instagram. Dr. Becky, good inside if you want to follow her. And it's all, so resilience is about being able to work through difficult emotions. Mm-hmm. And so that, yes, you feel your sadness and then you apply coping skills to work yes. through them. And so I've noticed as I become more aware, because kids will do that to you. <laughs> <laughs> as I become more aware of myself, uh, my biggest struggles are because with the emotions I have the least the least ability to cope well with. So, like a big one for me is procrastination. Yeah, and what that is for me is an impulse control because I'm like, all right, I could go you know, work on stuff for the podcast that I really love doing, or I could play Plants vs. Zombies, which by the end of the day will make me feel like total crap because I did nothing with my day. I play this useless game that gets me nowhere. Yeah, so many, so many of my struggles. I can feel it in my gut. Yeah. Like put it when I'm putting something off. Yeah. And I like can't work. I can. I can work through that emotion, mm-hmm. but it's learning how to do that. And I never thought of it that way until recently when I had kids and I'm thinking about how to parent them. Yeah. And so um, what Dr. Becky at Good Inside, well, her name's just Dr. Becky, but um, what she often discusses on her Instagram page with kids is it's not fixing the problem for them. It's mm-hmm. helping them 
to learn how to a fix it themselves. Yes. And be like process those hard emotions. Yes, I love that. And learn how to deal with them. So it's not like poo-pooing the emotions away. Yeah. Because normally when we're poo-pooing <laughs> this is the best word I have right now. Poo-pooing the emotions of our kids away, it's because we're triggered in some way by yeah. what they're feeling. And so it's very much like a projection, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Um and the, but the only way they're going to be able to learn with this hard stuff is to work through it. Yeah. Um, it also helps that with Evie, because she's such an intensely, deeply feeling kid, fixing it doesn't work for her anyway. Yeah. So it kind of helps me focus on the emotional regulation mm-hmm. to help her build resilience. Because if you say anything when she's in the middle of a tantrum, it escalates it. Yeah. But the best thing I can do is be quiet. And then when she gets down to a certain point. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, over t- over a lot of time and a lot of meltdowns, I've learned that point when I can finally say something and I don't always get it right. And then I only say, and this is something I gained from Dr. Becky, I'm here. Mm-hmm. I love you. Mm-hmm. And if I say any more, it's going to be worse. If she takes that well, I'd be like, do you want hugs? Yeah. But if I say any more, it's going to it's going to go on a lot longer. It's going to get a lot worse. And she often screams like when I would try to do uh, the positive parenting um, suggestion of naming the feeling and of saying you're here and whatever you're supposed to do to help them uh, emotionally regulate. (laughs) Evie would or like I would start, let's take deep breaths or something. And, you know, practice our coping skills. Evie would be like, no, mama, no, mama, no. <laughs> like she knew what I was doing and it made it worse. Because, <laughs> you know, it, it's almost like someone saying to you, okay, just calm down. You know, it, it's oh, like the opposite yeah. effect. Yep. And that's what happens to Evie if I if I try to help her through it at all. Yeah. So, um, well, I feel like I've said this before on this podcast, but one of Nick and I's like big goals when we really come, when it comes down to making decisions for our kids or even like discipline and things like that is that we need them to be functioning adults in society. And so yeah. part of that is building resilience and which is why it's like my main goal is not necessarily just for them to be happy. Yes, of course, I want them to be happy, but it can't just be that. And so for us, we call it like we use the term problem solving. So if something is wrong, yes. we are, mm-hmm. that is a very big deal for us. We want our kids to be able to problem solve, which means yes. in that moment where like something's gone wrong, we have to work through those emotions about what's current, like what we're feeling when something is going wrong. And then being able to ask our like calm ourselves down enough to ask ourselves, what do I need to do to fix this? Or what is my next step? And then figuring that out. Like it's that. I feel like that's what we're constantly working on, whether it's difficulty in music lessons or chores or not being able to find your pair of shoes. It's like being able because I I just don't think you can really function as an adult unless not very well, at least unless you can problem solve. And that's part of, you know, and so it's I feel like we're definitely in a stage. It goes back to that ties really well into like a growth mindset, Mm -hmm. too. It's like, okay, um I made a mistake. How do I s- not not necessarily when it comes to you making a mistake? Can you solve it? But how can I do better next time? Yeah. Problem solving. Yes. Um, not not that there's necessarily a quick fix for that, but but like but or just yeah, like finding your shoes or and if they can Big learn things. how to work through the emotion of feeling frustration 
for not being able to find their move shoes or expecting you to find it yeah. and getting angry because you don't find it for them, yeah, et cetera. If they can work through those emotions as kids now about shoes, mm-hmm. they can apply the same problem solving skills to, you know, more mm-hmm. adult problems as they grow. And so that's what I try to think about too. Exactly. Yeah. When Evie's really upset about not having the green cup. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> this actually happened the other day just because I was like, I'm I'm not, you know, I'm not always here in the mood to like uh, parent perfectly because no one can. Of course, we've also yeah. discussed this many times, but she's like, she's like, I, I wanted the green cup. I was going to give the green cup to Frankie. Well, Evie likes her milk warmed up. <laughs> so um, she had her milk in the yellow cup and it was warmed so I had to put the warm milk in a free glass um, and then put Frankie's cold milk in her yellow cup and then the warm milk that was now in the glass into the green cup so that Evie had warm milk in the green cup and that's just to say that was just one of those times like I'm not dealing with the meltdown. It's a green cup. And it was it, it was it was self-care for me to just do that in that moment. Um, I feel like someday I'm so... she needs to learn how to like cope with not getting the green cup. Sometimes. Yes. You know. I think I'm so stubborn as a human being that when my kids are like, well, I wanted this one, I almost like not get it's competitive is not the word. I think the word is just like, I'm so stubborn that I'm like, well, that's too bad. <laughs> and, and like, I even because in preschool and young, they always did the like, you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. And so they knew that from such a young mm-hmm. age, we still say that uh, like you get what you get. And then they'll say, and you don't throw a fit. And so... Oh, totally. And that's like and totally... And I try to do that with oh, Evie 100%. Yeah, I just realized... This was like just an yes. example of me not parenting the way no, that I typically I just realized do. I sounded really like, you did that wrong. And I don't think oh, that you did that wrong at all. I totally... No, I, but you get that. No, I you, were, replace, you were talking about it and how you related to it. Yeah. No, it's totally No, because I replace like other parenting moments with really poor decisions all of the time. I'm just oh, like yeah, yeah. so stubborn... That's one of those that things. ...that I get like... Yeah angry back at it if they're well, like well, the I thing. wanted this one I can be very strong willed the issue is Evie is way stronger willed than I am <laughs> like she is impressive in her will so sometimes uh, <laughs> me being stubborn means I'm going to really suffer <laughs> well I think that was a great topic I love that because it really like the saying just do what makes you happy really does bother me and like a yeah. very deep level um, because I just don't think that's a good rule to live your life by. And so I love that you're covering that and even just like changing yeah. it into like what makes you resilient versus what makes you happy and like the strength yes. that comes with that. I think it's so smart. So, yeah, I love it. All right. So my yeah, what's thing, yours? so my thing today is something that actually came up on my memories and it was just it was so good the first time that I read through it and I loved it. <laughs> Once again, so this is Seven Things Every Kid Needs to Hear by Josh Ship, and this is from what we call the Parent Q app, and um, we use it for church. But if you follow it on Instagram, it's a lot of like really surprise. I'm going to be totally honest, surprisingly good parenting tips in like yeah. parenting in a compassionate and loving way, but also in a 
making your kids resilient way. It's just like it surprises me sometimes. I'm right. going to be totally like, honest. You can still be. I think the big thing f- misunderstanding and not for you generally, but about positive parenting and the idea of that yeah. is you still set those boundaries, but you're just com- kind about it. Yes. Kind of like what we talked about with being kind while being assertive. Yeah. You know, exactly. you don't have to be rude to be assertive. Like yep. it doesn't go hand in hand. You don't have to set boundaries and teach resilience and be cruel or yep. not cruel, but stern and intense. Exactly. So I just want to, so this is going to be really short, but I just really love these. So the first one is I love you, which feels like a really simple thing. But I find like as my kids get older, I use that less and less because I don't tuck them in so much. You know, it's like moments Mm -hmm. like that or when I say goodbye, I say it. But, you know, so it's just that's um, I've realized that as they get older, I say that less. So yes. or like um, taking the time to do a really like heartfelt I love you, because I feel yes. like the every day of it gets blended into a goodbye or hello. Yeah, or a, exactly. And then know, it's just yeah. part of that like rhythm. It's not I don't think yeah. it means as much. So it's not. A, let's stop here. I yes. love you so much yes exactly like eye contact and make it real awkward because my kids are a little bit older so Mm -hmm. that's yeah (laughs) embarrass them make them blush with your love exactly (laughs) make them blush with love (laughs) so number two is i'm proud of you and i think that's another big one especially because we go through phases where it's just like we're we're almost there right now the kids have been home together for a long time because it's almost the end of summer so they're all Mm. getting fed up with each other more which means that they're (laughs) fighting more which means that i am cranky more often nick goes back Mm -hmm. to work next week so then i'm like really going to be or actually by the time this airs he will be back at work this is cycle um so remembering that sometimes good positive words are also helpful (laughs) (laughs) for everyone involved well i bet it goes um i bet it ties into i love this idea that okay when you're feeling down if you smile it can release dopamine i'm not saying you know it can fix it but it's it's another tool to add to your toolkit um and it's really hard to like force yourself to smile when you're like mad. It gives <laughs> you a lot of eyes. Like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, because like your brain, like the connection to your um, dopamine neurotransmitters yeah, so goes both ways. But I bet you saying "I love you" and "I'm proud of you" works yeah. for you too. Like like getting back yeah, into I a bet positive. You're right. Absolutely. Like just changing my mood almost. Yeah. Yeah. So number three is one that we've definitely talked about before. And that's I'm sorry. And so we've talked about the importance Uh, of apologizing to your kids when you've done something wrong for many reasons. One of those is just so that they know that adults are not right 100% of the time. You know, that's just kind of a safety thing. But um, it's a model of what a healthy relationship looks like. Yes, exactly. I think. Often, especially with masculinity, mm-hmm. sorry is a seen or understood as a sign of weakness yes. instead of a sign of yeah. healthy relationship. Like, well, and I think this um, is one that like my kids need to hear me saying this to them, but they also need to hear me saying this to Nick, my husband, yes. and hearing Nick say that to me. You know, I think it goes more than just like th- them and me back and forth or whatever. So that... Um, I come across a lot of that stuff online about it's really important if you have any sort of tiff 
or made your argument or whatever with your partner mm-hmm. that you apologize to your partner in front of your kids, even if you already went through the apologies in private yeah. or whatever, but for your kids to see what that looks like between yeah. two people who love each other. I totally believe that. So number four is I forgive you. And for mm-hmm. us, this one is really like... Um, If there was a mistake made, and I have to remind myself of this sometimes, if there was a mistake made by one of my kids earlier on in the day, I need to make sure that I'm not carrying the anger or disappointment about that decision like the rest of the day, you know? It needs to be something where we have that moment. There might be discipline. There might just be a conversation, whatever there is. And then we move on. And I think the forgiveness, like the example of forgiveness there for my kids is the moving on part. And not if they've already been disciplined for it, it's not six hours later being like, well, you can't do this because you did that this morning or whatever. You know, it's like especially with kids, because they don't get it when it's six hours. They're like, what? (laughs) Well, and then it also ruins everyone's mood. I think I'm such a control freak Mm. sometimes that it's like I want to be in control of the situation so I can let that really get out of hand for like mm-hmm. with me and my kids. And so I had to remind myself, nope, we've already had this conversation. They understood why that was a yeah. bad choice. And part of this is just moving it's on. It's so hard. It is it's so, so hard. hard. Especially when it's something that was like, you know, my kids are older or they're getting older. They're in, you know, Ava will be in third grade. And so they're starting to make decisions that can be actually like very disappointing. You know, it's not just throwing food. I don't want to simplify throwing food on the floor when you're angry, because that is a very big deal. That's very frustrating. But it's like being mean to other kids on purpose kind of stuff, like outside of our own family, even that kind of thing. And so, um, yeah. Um, number five is I'm listening, which we talk about that a lot too. Ooh. just making sure um, that your kids know that in any situation, whether they are scared or embarrassed or nervous, that they can always come and talk to us about it. But also in those moments we're we're having this a lot lately, too, where we have big emotions and it's sometimes it's like I will ask a child to do something they start to freak out. And instead of me responding with what is happening right now, I just need you to go find your shoes. Um, I have to remind myself to say something like, what are you feeling right now? Or can you tell me what's going on? Something like that. And most of the time it helps. Most of the time, sometimes it gets us way <laughs> off topic. And it's like, mm-hmm. but yes, most of the time. So things like I'm listening. Especially when you're going somewhere. Oh, I finally yes. watched that episode of Bluey you're talking about. Oh. A friend of mine was over and she's like, oh, it's this episode because it's her favorite one, too. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's so good, like, right? It was so good. Yes. It was um, it was what was it like? Sticky chameleon, sticky, yes. newt, sticky, yeah. Yeah. lizard, sticky <laughs> something. Yeah. yeah. And the uh, roller skates. the end of season two. Yeah. 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 And he's yes. like, this, like, whatever the Australian version is of the bunny ears, the little bunny ear goes. Yeah. Like, so <laughs> torturously Louis slow. is a girl. That's like, she's oh, like, yep. That's right. Well, that was Bingo doing the role. But yes, also they're both girl. girls. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. So, um, which I kind of love that gender is not a big deal in the show, too. Like, yeah. Oh, 100%. Just whatever. Yeah. Or I feel like if it was when we were younger, it would have been a pink dog if it was a girl. Oh, like even that course. small thing. Because that's the only color. A girl because isn't it interesting? Like I also assumed it was a boy for a while mm-hmm. because it's blue 
I, it's so yeah, silly, it's but that's that how our brain has been programmed. Well, and I figured, oh, well, she, she, you know, she looks like her dad. She must be a boy. Yes. Too. Yes, I did have and that, And Bingo too, yeah. looks like her mom. She must be a girl. Yeah. And um, I think Zuma on Paw Patrol also might be a girl. I thought Sky was the only girl, which always really mm. annoyed me. I don't know if you watch Paw Patrol. It's like, oh, of course, just the one girl. That's yeah. all they have. You know, just like the pink Power Ranger. Can't we get a little more? I mean, we're 50% yeah. of the population, guys. Can we be, like, representative? The newer Power okay, Rangers. I know it's just Paw Patrol, but. <laughs> the newer Power Rangers have, a, I think, a lot more girls. I don't know. The boys went through a really serious Power Ranger phase. but um, And one of them I was, like, Power the Rangers, brainy yeah. one who would stay back and, like, anyways. Okay. Number six. <laughs> I really love this one because this kind of ties into the not just raising your kids to tell whatever about. It's not just about happiness. Number six is this is your responsibility. So I really think that this one is important, especially you kind of mentioned earlier, like doing everything for your kids or um, making it like now they call them the lawnmower parents where you like cut down every obstacles that are in their way, which I think is a really big issue right now, especially I have a husband who works in education. So he sees this on that end a lot, getting calls from parents because their kids aren't doing the work, but they still want them to have certain grades and things like that. So anyways, I love that this, this is your responsibility because that also means that you're letting them fail sometimes you know failure is so important yep yep so all right and then the last one is you've got what it takes so i i just think that's a really good one too because it's we're conveying that we believe in our kids and that they're capable yeah and dr becky to quote her again, because I like her very much, mm-hmm. says, you, she's, this is something I tell Evie all the time, you can do hard things. Yes. You're yeah, a kid I who can do that. hard things. You're a kid, you're a kid who's not afraid of a challenge is another yep. one that I really love. Yep. Um, and you're those, capable. Those are great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. And so, I like to tell myself that one, like you're capable. Yeah. <laughs> you are capable of a lot of things. You're an yeah. adult who can do hard things. So I can do, I can do hard things. So that's all we got. As we wrap up today's episode, don't forget that we definitely want to hear from you. So you can always email us your stories or whatever else at lumpymotherpodcast at gmail.com. Tell us what kind of things do you want to make sure your kids hear from you? Um, how do you teach your kids resilience versus just making decisions towards happiness, things like that. Or even if you don't agree with that, we want to hear from you. So yes. um, maybe yes. we'll read your emails on the next episode. Yeah. And if you like what you heard today, there are some super important, helpful things you can do to support us. You can hit that subscribe button or follow button wherever you listen to your podcast. Rate and review us and share us with someone else you think might enjoy one of our episodes. Um, And maybe, you know, it'll help somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And definitely make sure that you're following us on Instagram and Facebook. We're at Lumpy Mother Podcast. And then on Twitter at Lumpy Mother Pod, the number one. And make sure to dance a little this week. And (laughs) psych. Uh, And definitely join us next week to see what motherhood has in store for our lives and yours. Okay, bye. Bye.